Pope Francis appoints pro-LGBT cardinals. None of Biden's proposed amendments were adopted by the WHO. And central banks are now embracing digital currencies. We'll talk about these stories and more as we dedicate today's entire show to answering your questions pertaining to Bible prophecy. Do you have a question or comment? Join us by calling one 877 363-8463. We're going to discuss the two things you're not supposed to talk about, politics and religion. Welcome to End of the Age. I'm Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. Today is open line. That means the content for today is going to be determined by you. So give us a call. one eight seven seven in time That's one 877 We'd love to hear from you today. Doug, it's a big day. A lot of weird stuff going on in the world. <laughs> yeah. And we have a conference tomorrow. This weekend, rather, Saturday and Sunday, in Kingsport, Tennessee. If you're in the Kingsport, Tennessee area, we'd love for you to come out and join David and Jana. Dave's going to be teaching on the Antichrist Socialistic Kingdom. Um, That is on Saturday at 6 p.m. And then he'll also be teaching on Sunday morning. won't be a traditional um, prophecy conference session. He'll be, uh, they've asked him to speak on Pentecost because it's Pentecost Sunday and so he'll give a brief prophecy update and then preach on the Holy Spirit. So if you're in the Kingsport, Tennessee area, you want to make plans to be there. Also, Doug, I'm excited today because uh, we have so many wonderful partners, very generous partners, and we've actually launched a match campaign for the month of June. So in June, your gift will be matched, and it'll help us spread the message that we are living in the end time as prophesied in the Bible. So all donations made in the month of June will be matched with a maximum match of $50,000. So it's pretty cool. Go to endtime.com slash 2x or call us at 800-END-TIME. Your $50 donation can turn into 100 Your $1,000 donation can turn into $2,000. So, um, and with things being the way they are right now, that's a pretty... Better than gas prices. It really is. I mean, with <laughs> seriously, because we know how hard it is for people right now, and, and I mean, everybody's feeling the crunch just like we are, and so that's a pretty awesome deal there. Yeah, endtime.com slash 2x. Yeah. That'll get you to where you need to go or call 800 end time 800-363-8463. Well, it's open line, Doug, mm-hmm. and we've got some stories to share, so... Let's get into these stories while folks are calling, yeah. and uh, we'll see where we go from here. All right. Uh, we also take co- uh, comments, so it's not just calls. If you want to comment in the Facebook chat or email in or whatever, we'll do our best to address those questions or comments as well. Yeah. Stunningly, Biden's amendments at the WHO were defeated, so he proposed 13 amendments that we kind of thought would be adopted. 
Well, yeah, I mean, we were worried about that, and we rallied the troops and asked people to call in and talk to senators and get uh, some things, you know, kind of put out there, let people know what was going on. Uh, and the the great thing about it is that it was shot down by other nations. Yeah. And the really cool thing is some nations even threatened to leave the WHO, the World Health Organization, if that amend these amendments, not that one, but these amendments uh, were passed. So it's a great story. It's kind of a victory right now in a time where people feel like we, we are getting kind of beat down a little bit. I think sometimes it feels that way when you see all the bad things that are happening in the world right now. It's great to, to be able to put a victory in there and say, look, folks, we, we've won something, at least for right now. So mm-hmm. pretty cool story. Now, if that would have been passed, it was basically um, going to empower the World Health Organization to unilaterally declare a public health emergency for any reason, mm-hmm. and it failed miserably in yeah. spite of what, I mean, I don't know if anyone predicted that it would fail as much as it did, all 13 not being adopted. Yeah. And so we did a whole show centered around that, and... Um, Thankfully, it failed, and we wanted to make sure everyone was aware of that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what else from the story should we share, Doug? Well, like I said, the the really cool thing about it is there were uh, countries that said that they would just basically drop out of the WHO if this were to happen. And so, uh, you know, it, it gives some of the countries there. That, so this is who we can thank for this. Uh, when we look down in, in the story, it says some of the countries that rejected it were Africa, Brazil, uh, Br- Bruni, Nambabia, Bangladesh, Russia, uh, Malaysia, India, China, and Iran expressed reservations or objected to these proposed amendments. And Brazil said it would exit the WHO altogether rather than allow its population to be made subject to these new amendments. That's pretty awesome to hear that. So, uh, you know, the, once again, just to kind of let everybody know what this would do is they could deem anything a health risk or a health emergency and be able to shut down your country, your nation. Uh, if there were people who rejected what they were trying to push forward, they could do things like bring in uh, UN peacekeeping forces to force people to do what they're saying or make you go into uh, lockdowns or, uh, you know, whatever they deemed necessary for that. And one of the things that's interesting, Vince, remember, we, we talked about this the other day when we were preparing for a show. The, the, um, the leader of the CDC, the um, Center for Disease Control, at one time deemed gun violence as a mental health disorder. So something like what happened in Texas the other day in Oklahoma, I believe day before yesterday, uh, this could be considered one of these health risks where they could say, okay, well, the WHO is bringing in troops and we're shutting down, you know, your ability to do these things. We've already seen Canada say they were going to stop guns from being sold uh, altogether in their country handguns, not we're not talking about what they call they deem assault rifles. We're talking about handguns. Um, and so this this could be part of that agenda. So this is a major victory, at least for right now, because it could it could come back up and, you know, be brought back up before um, 
too long to try to get it to pass through again. So right now it's a victory and we're going to hang on to that. But at least we know about it. We know what they were trying to push through. And hopefully we can keep this from happening. It's really, really fun to give these kind of stories instead of the opposite. Yeah, absolutely it is. <laughs> we don't always get to do that. Yeah. In fact, we rarely get to do that, but we're thankful yeah. for that today. Uh, we are doing open line uh, today, so you can call us. We have some open lines. The number to join us is 877-END-TIME. It's 877-363-8463. Also, we're doing a new campaign for the month of June. Your gift is going to be matched because of our very generous partners. So you can help us spread the message that we're living in the end time. As prophesied in the Bible, go to endtime.com slash 2x and your donation up to $50,000 will be matched for the month of June. Satan and the elites of this world don't want you to understand the timeline leading to the second coming of Jesus. You can pinpoint where we are in the end time, understand how you fit in, and be filled with hope in God's plan by watching the future according to Bible prophecy. Go to intime.com slash future or call 800 in time. That's 800-363-8463. Move Mountains with Irvin Baxter. This book by Irvin's grandson provides 30 days of devotion that will enhance your relationship with God and others. Authentic illustrations from early morning devotions at End Time will help you find your purpose and eliminate fears. Commit to taking this 30-day journey and experience real life change. Get your book for only $14.99. Call 1-800-363-8463 or go to endtime.com slash move. Hi, I'm Judy Baxter. When Irvin and I got married, we didn't realize that our calling would be a prophetic ministry. Since we started End Time Ministries, there have been many times we weren't sure how we would pay the bills, but God has always provided. We started with the magazine, then went on radio and TV, and now we have the Jerusalem Prophecy College in Israel and online and End of the Age Plus. The mission has always been to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ and the End Time message. Through the years, my husband would say, we will see revival like never before in the last days. We are living in the end time now. Thank you for walking this journey with us and continuing in prayer. You are a part of the team. Thank you for your generous support. It is necessary for God's purpose. The most important thing is that you are ready when the Lord comes. Our hope is to help prepare you for that day. God bless you and we love you. Welcome back to End of the Age Open Lines at 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. Let's go to Tom in Texas. Tom, welcome to End of the Age. Thank you very much. I appreciate you guys uh, taking my call. I'll try to be brief and succinct, and I don't have scriptures in front of me, so I apologize for that. I'm in the car. Um, I just want to start out by saying that the blessed hope, and you guys will have to help me with where the scripture is, the blessed hope is the return of Christ. That's the conclusion to the matter. And I really like what you guys have to say about uh, this secret rapture and all that kind of stuff. That, that's a whole other subject, but I, I'm in agreement with what you're saying there. Uh, but my question has to do in Revelation 
when it speaks about that second beast that would come up from the land, and we know the first beast because all the reformers pointed to the one facing the seven hills. We know that was the Vatican, without a doubt. And But the second beast is interesting because when you we tie it together, there's no other nation that had that sprouted up at that particular time other than the United States, which would be the one that could be the composite. And I'm saying this with a lot of regret. I have grandfathers and uncles and aunts that have all fought for this country, and I love this country. I'm simply saying the rogue people that are running behind the scenes are the ones that are going to join hands with the Vatican. I believe the United States, which we're sitting in, is the one that will help enforce whatever it takes to go after people like yourself and mine and everybody else that believes in Christ, where we're going to be forced to do what they want us to do. So I want to just uh, stop at that point. I know you guys are much better in the scriptures than I am, but I just found it really interesting. There's just not another nation that could have come up out of the land other than us. And one last thing. All these guys that go over to the Vatican and they join hands with the Pope and they bow down to him, blah, blah, blah. Um, why is it that they all said they could get used to wearing these robes? That they all want to just join together. Uh, that's not what Christ called us to do. So I'm going to be quiet. Sorry about rambling on. and sorry I didn't have the scriptures. You guys have a great weekend. Thanks, Tom. Thanks, Tom. Well, uh, Vince, you know, Tom said a lot of things there and. Uh, so one of the things that, you know, what we talked about yesterday, we believe that that second beast or, uh, that rises up out of the land, we believe that to be the false prophet and whoever uh, the pope is at the time to fill that role. And the reason why we know that there are two beasts that are talked about in Revelation is because in Revelation 19, when it talks about the Lord uh, defeating the world government and the Antichrist, it says that the beast and the false prophet were both thrown into the lake of fire. And so we know that there are two separate ones. So, uh, Tom, it goes a little, some of the things you're saying go against what we believe because uh, the, the beast in Revelation 1 and 2 is that world government beast that's going to be run by the political figure. Uh, and so we know that that's that one world government beast because we see the seven heads from all the beasts that are in Daniel chapter 7, we see that um, it has the body of the leopard, the feet of the bear, the mouth of the lion, uh, and the ten horns of the ten horn kingdom. And so uh, we, we see that one world beast there in uh, chapter uh, 13, verse 1 and 2. We see the Antichrist will be the leader of that. We believe that the spiritual leader will be the second beast because when it says that he looks like a lamb, but he speaks like the dragon. We kind of went into that yesterday, uh, explaining that we believe that to be uh, the Vatican in Rome is going to be the mystery Babylon that's in Revelation 17. And, of course, the Pope is the leader of the Roman Catholic Church and the Vatican. And so uh, we just we kind of don't see eye to eye on that uh, because we believe that, that America isn't that second beast. We actually believe that America will be the wings of the great eagle in Revelation chapter 12, uh, verse 14, helping Israel. So we believe that this country will get back to uh, a, a leader here that will help pull us out of this world government stuff. 
things like what was talked about in that article we discussed at the first of the program uh, where these countries are saying, hey, we will just leave uh, the World Health Organization if you guys try to pass something like us, like this on us. Well, our former president, that was one of the things he threatened to pull us out of the World Health Organization, to pull us out of more world government. So if we got someone in uh, office that were of that same mindset that could turn around the things that are going on right now that are running, sprinting toward world government, uh, we could get pulled out of it as easily as we're going into it. And we believe that's going to happen based on scripture of those eagle's wings not being mentioned in Revelation uh, 13, 1 and 2 in that world government, but being mentioned the chapter before helping Israel. So we don't believe America will be part of that one world government and be under the thumb of that Antichrist. Cool. Yeah. And what about the robe thing? Uh, you know, there there have been some pastors and some leaders that have said some really wacky things when... Uh, you know, talking about the Vatican and things like that. Religious leaders, people, you know, who have gone over there and kissed the ring of the Pope and, you know, talked about uh, confessing their sins and all these things. I I don't have an answer for that other than we know that that harlot has many daughters. And in Revelation 17, it tells you she has many daughters. Well, these, the, the Catholic Church is actually calling all the evangelical churches their, their daughters. And they're calling those daughters back to the Roman Catholic Church under that umbrella of the Roman Catholic Church. And there's a lot of evangelical churches that are turning back and making those pledges toward um, the Catholic Church. And remember what 18, Revelation 18.4 says, Come out of her, my people. That's God calling his people. So there's people that are in this that God is trying to get their attention and say, Come out of her, my people, or else you partake of her sins and drink of the cup of wrath that's ready for her to take so anyway all right lisa on facebook wants to know if the u.s is going to go to digital currency and if so how soon (laughs) well it's interesting that she's asking that because that was in the news today too it's one of the articles that we had uh down to talk about if we had time to do that today and uh it says that the major the majority of the banks around the globe are going toward the digital currency and that they're waiting for America to see what America's going to do because we we kind of lead the other nations in things like that. And uh, the article went on to say that if America does not get involved with this digital currency move, that the dollar will become less and less valuable and that America will end up uh, not being as important on the world economic stage as it is right now. And so... Uh, I know that Biden has uh, made uh, pushes to begin to investigate it and see what the benefits are, what the ups and downs are about it. The bottom line is that is something that we watch very carefully because, Vince, you know that if we move to a digital currency, uh, it would be easier for them to control everybody and to survey everybody. That's one of the things that they'll talk about. When they talk about digital currency, they say this is how we keep an eye on every single dollar that is spent is if we move the digital currency and they can control everything, including your bank account. So if you're not playing ball with the world government, they can freeze your bank account. So it's just things that we don't want to move toward, but it does look like we are moving more uh, toward that. Of course, with this uh, current uh, administration we have right now, everything that is global is what they want. They mm-hmm. want to push for that global unity. 
All right. Well, I do want to remind you that your donations are being doubled this month. So go to endtime.com slash 2x. That'll take you to the appropriate page. You can also call 800 endtime. Your gift of $50 will turn into 100 due to generous partners. Uh, they are matching your contributions for the month of June. That will not be applied in July, so this is the only month that we'll be doing this. Uh, so your donation will be doubled by going to endtime.com slash 2x or by calling 800 end time. Let's get right back to the phones now. Brad in Washington, welcome to End of the Age. Hey, how you doing, gentlemen? We're well, how are you? I'm doing good, man. Hey, keep hey, it short. If, if you go too long, there's some listeners that will send me links saying this guy went too long. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mine should be pretty quick, man. It's not really a scriptural answer or question, but... It's really astounding to me to, you know, study the prophecy, study the scriptures, and to see how obvious it appears that this is going to be a post-trib, and we are going to be here through the tribulation. Where did the pre-trib stance originate from? Are you guys familiar, and why has it become adopted and universally accepted as, you know, probably over 80 or 90 percent of, of Christians would think that we're going to be gone. So, uh, yeah, just would love your thoughts on that, and um, hope you guys are doing well, and I'll take my answer off the air. Thanks, Brad. We know Brad very well. Yeah, always good we to hear from Brad. A little bit. Um, well, Brad, it, was, it, it wasn't even taught until like the 1800s, and I don't know uh, the full story enough. To, to give you all the details on it. But from my understanding, and Vince may know more about this than I do, but from my understanding, there was a woman who had a so-called prophetic dream and gave this dream to a pastor, and that pastor began to teach that as a pre-tribulation uh, rapture that this woman got from God in a, in a prophetic dream. Now, I don't know that there's things on the internet where you can look it up and you can look up the history of it and kind of understand it a little more. But I mean, I understand why people would want a pre-trib belief because, you know, it's, uh, it would get us out of here and not have to go through some of the things that everybody's so worried about going through. But the Lord told us that he would take care of us through that time. And so a lot of what we're going to go through, it's going to take our faith and it's going to take our belief in God uh, to get through those things. And, you know, the Bible even tells us some people are not going to make it. I mean, there's scripture in Revelation 13 that says that if anyone is to be killed by the sword, they shall be killed by the sword. If anyone is to go into captivity, then into captivity they shall go. And so it it tells you uh, later there that this calls for patience and endurance on the part of the saints. Uh, But also we have scripture that tells us that we are going to uh, do exploits and uh, that we're going to teach other people. And so uh, we just have to decide what mindset we're going to be in when we get in those tribulation times. Are we going to be evangelizing or are we going to be hiding in a basement somewhere? And, uh, you know, going back to your original question, why is it so believed? It's believed so much because it was taught in so many seminaries. I mean, uh, a man by the name of Clarence Larkin uh, wrote a book called This dispensational truth and this dispensational truth book has been taught in uh, universities and in um, 
you know, these seminaries for quite a while. And so there are a lot of pastors that that's what they learned and that's how they learned with the charts and everything that goes along with that book. And so that's what they teach. But the Bible tells us some very different information. Uh, so it's it's just I believe it's just some uh, some things in there. And, you know, some people see something in there that that I clearly can't see. I, I see it clearly from our point of view, and there's just so many scriptures. But it's not something that we uh, want to bring um, contention with anybody or argue with anybody about because it's not a salvation issue. But uh, we believe there's going to come a time when people see that temple being built in Israel that they're going to know they were wrong about that. And, Doug, I think it's part of our nature as humans to not want to go through great tribulation. <laughs> I agree with you. You know, even the disciples and people who followed Jesus, mm-hmm. um, they were thinking that Jesus was going to establish his kingdom yeah. and that they would no longer have to be held captive by the Romans. Right. And we were going to now rule the world. Yeah. And so they were ready for that to happen and for Jesus to take them out of Roman captivity. And he's like, well, you're a little early. <laughs> but... <laughs> Uh, so I think it's part of our nature to lean more towards less tribulation. Right. I certainly don't want to go through hard times, but right. I we have to acknowledge that hard times uh, help us grow. Yeah. But nonetheless, outside of that, you know, I typically would rather not have to go through hard times. I'd rather just learn it without going through it. And so I think it's part of our nature as well. And yeah. so you know, there's a lot of people who have never been exposed to seminary who may believe that. The tribulation, that they won't see the tribulation because why would God do that to his people? And they don't have a good understanding of that. And I think, you know, it kind of all just goes back to knowledge, you know. Have they ever even heard the alternative before? Right. Have we been wise enough when we did talk to them to say it properly as opposed to just coming out and bashing them (laughs) and what their grandma believed, you know. so And that's where we got to be careful, too. Yeah. All right, well, let's get back to the phones. Judy in Missouri, welcome to End of the Age. Hi. 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 Before I ask my question, I just want to say I'm a graduate of the End Time University, and for all of your listeners, if you have not started the End Time University yet, you need to get on with it because I thoroughly enjoyed it. I took my time. I really studied according to my schedule. I did it over a two-year period, and it absolutely fantastic. I've had so many opportunities to teach others, and it's why I continue to try to perfect what I've learned. And so my question today is... Well, Judy, I appreciate you bringing up that. I do want to clarify, you're talking about Jerusalem Prophecy College, and everyone can enroll uh by going to endtime.com slash jpc. Now, I wanted to, to stop you because I didn't anticipate that, and we are coming up against a break, so I don't want you to be cut off. So I'm going to put you on hold, and we'll bring you back on on the other side of the break um, because it's coming up very shortly, and I really hate when I do that to people. So I'm sorry about that, but we will get right to you on the other side of the break. Uh, We have a full bank of callers right now, but keep calling if you want to join us. 877 N times the number. When one opens up, you'll be able to get through. We'll see you on the other side of the break. Whether it's a global pandemic, threat of war, or floundering economies, end-time events are happening around the world every day. 
How can you have peace in a world of such great uncertainty? With the End Time Magazine subscription, you can gain a deeper understanding of current events and its prophesied repercussions. End Time Magazine's exclusive content and prophetic insight allows you to understand where we are in the end time. It will give you peace when horrific news and events happen. When you subscribe today to End Time Magazine for 12 months for just $19.99, you can have hope for the future because you will understand what the Bible says about the time we are living in. You'll get access to exclusive articles like the Prophesied American-Israeli Alliance, End Time Do's and Don'ts, and Could School Choice Save America? Subscribe for you or a friend right now. Go to endtime.com or call 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-END-TIME. The symbols and prophecies within the book of Revelation have perplexed Christians and unbelievers around the world. In his final work, Revelation, the unveiling of Jesus Christ Part 2, the late Irvin Baxter unlocks the mystery of the book of Revelation with in-depth analysis and commentary like you've never heard before. These comprehensive study tools, available for $299, will deepen your biblical understanding. Don't miss this special offer. Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com. If your station only carries the first 30 minutes of End of the Age, go to endtime.com and click the watch button to continue today's broadcast. You can also finish up later by clicking the archive button. Welcome back to End of the Age. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. Let's go to Judy in Missouri. We had to cut her off due to the commercial. She has not yet got to her question. So, Judy, uh, I'm not real sure what you're going to say, but welcome back. Thank you. I am still here. My question is, since there is so little, or seemingly at this point in time of our understanding, so little uh, information about the United States in Scripture, and we put a lot of uh, leaning and weight on Jerusalem flying into the wings of the eagle, is it possible, especially in light of the kinds of things we're seeing going in our, going on in our nation right now, that we're not mentioned more or in a larger way because we would no longer be a sovereign nation? Well, uh, that's a good question, I, but here's the reason why we believe we will remain a sovereign nation is because if we uh, are helping Israel during that time, because it specifically tells us that that is going to take place during the time, times, and the dividing of time. So that's the great tribulation period. So right. if we are able to help Israel, we're going to have to be able to do it without having to worry about economic sanctions being put on this nation uh, or our government. And and so we even believe that we may not be under uh, the full control of the mark of the beast. Now, there may be people within the country that want world government, that live in this nation, that want to be part of that system, that live Correct. within the state or live within the country, but are not... Uh, following our sovereignty, and they they sign up for the mark of the beast. There may be people like that. We don't know for sure. But if we were going to have the freedom to be able to help Israel during a time when they need us, then that would mean we are not under any type of control of the world government, and we would remain a sovereign country 
uh, because of that. So that's why we believe that. And that's why I said, you know, I believe we'll get a leader in here that will pull us out of that world government. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. You may not know this, Judy, but uh, we've talked about it on the program before. Uh, we are the only country in the world that has a military base in Jerusalem with Israel. And it, Correct. And right. it is our Air Force, which is an amazing thing because when I think of the wings of the eagle, the Air Force fits that bill very well. Well, it sounds to me like with your answer that it's possible that obtaining the mark of the beast would not necessarily be a mandatory demand from individual nations, but it is something that any individual anywhere could be a part of, of their own choosing. Is that correct in my reading into your answer there or not? Well, what the scripture says is that without that mark, you will not be able to buy, sell, or trade. And so if you don't have that mark, you won't be able to participate in the world government's um, economy. And so countries that are fully into it and have given their sovereignty over to these world government, uh, they they will enforce that very strong within their country and people uh, will be, that will be implemented on their people and it will be this or else. Uh, within the United States, though, there's a possibility that we may not be uh, fully implemented into that because of our sovereignty. But there may be individuals who say, hey, I want to be involved in this. Just like right now you can, uh, you know, you can get into like Bitcoin and things like that. There may be something like that. We don't know because there's no scripture for it. Uh-huh. And so right now I'm just uh, speculating is all I can do. Uh, because I don't have scripture for that. But I know that there are people within this country right now that are very much into the one world movement and they want this. I mean, there is even a uh, there is a movement here within this country. I can't remember right now off the top of my head what it's called, but Dave has talked about it before in his program that that say that they have always been in the Paris Climate Agreement and that they're not leaving it. So there are people in corporations right now that are still paying into the Paris Climate Agreement, even though President Trump pulled us out of that agreement as a nation. So there are people who resist what our nation is trying to do, uh, just like there's people that are resisting right now what this administration is trying to do. I mean, just like we called our senators the other day and pushed back against this uh, WHO thing. But this is a very mixed country right now because they've opened our borders and allowed so many people to come in here. And instead of, uh, you know, them just implementing into the American way of life, they've been able to kind of bring their own country into our country. And so uh, we that's what they want to do. That's why they want to do away with our borders, because if they can mix up every nation in the world, then everybody will be a one world nation because the numbers will be there to implement that. All right. Thank, thank you, you for so your much call, for Judy. Thank you for question today. I really appreciate it. Thank you so you. much. God bless you. Doug, you too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Doug M.L. Smith on Facebook. You can follow us on Facebook. Uh, just search In Time Ministries. We'll pop up there. M.L. Smith has said, The church is not appointed to tribulation. Explain why Scripture says the church is not appointed to God's wrath. I know why you don't want to talk about it, because you're going to lose the argument, because a pre-trib rapture is taught in Scripture. Well, that is an interesting statement, and I will talk about it, because we are not going to be subject to the full wrath of God. Okay, We know this, because Revelation... So you're pre-trib? 
No, because the wrath of God is not the tribulation. Okay. The tribulation is the wrath of Satan. And the way we know this is when we look in Revelation uh, chapter 12, you look at verse 12. It's where it starts. It says, Therefore uh, rejoice, ye heavens, and ye that dwell in them. But woe unto the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea. For the devil is come down unto you, having great wrath, because he knoweth that he has a short time. Well, then it goes on to let you know that when the dragon is cast out, this is the war in heaven, and when the dragon's cast out, he saw that... Uh, the dragon saw that he was cast unto the earth. He persecuted the woman. The woman here is Israel, which brought forth the man-child, man-child Jesus. And it says, And the woman was given the two wings of the great eagle, that she might fly into the wilderness, into her place, where she is nourished for... And remember, he knows his time is short. How long does this take place? A time, times, and a half a time from the face of the serpent. The time, time, and half a time is the great tribulation. We know that the devil knows his time is short. It's only during the tribulation period. And that's the wrath of Satan, not the wrath of God. We are not going to be here during the the full wrath of God because we know that the rapture happens right there as he's beginning to pour out his wrath. There's a ton of scriptures that we have. If uh, this gentleman or, or lady would like to email us, uh, we have actually, uh, I can send you 25 scriptures that prove a post-tribulation rapture. Uh, but like I said, it's not something I'm going to argue with somebody about. It's not something I want to cause contention with. I, I hope that you get raptured out of here before the tribulation, <laughs> if that's your wish. But uh, scripture does not teach that. I'm sorry, there's just not scripture for it. So, And we have talked about that very thing for yeah. dozens of hours on this show, and we've created dozens of videos as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can go to watch.endtime.com and search rapture or tribulation. And there's a number of videos that are available for free. You can also go to endtime.com and search the same thing. And there are probably hundreds of articles there addressing this subject. So we do talk about it pretty regularly, actually. And um, there you have it. So let's go to the next call. Uh, Let's go to Jorge in Virginia. Jorge, welcome to End of the Age. Hey, thank you guys for taking my call. I have a question on Revelation 20th. Specifically, verses 4 through 6. Mm-hmm. This is what I read. And I saw thrones, and they just sat, sat upon them, and judges was given unto them. And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus and for the word of God, and which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither had received his mark upon their foreheads or in their hands. And they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. That's the first group of people living with Christ a thousand years. They, they got their heads cut off, basically. But then he said, but the rest of the dead live not again until the thousand years were finished. That's another group of saved people that, for what he says or what I read, they did not live again until the first resurrection. He says, after that, this is the first resurrection. So how is it? That was Christ reigning a thousand years, and then the first resurrection came. Well, also the other part of the people were also saved because said they reigned in Christ, with Christ a thousand years also. So both groups lived with Christ a thousand years. Do they not because said that the rest of that lived not again? I'm kind of confused there. Okay. Let me see if I can help you out here, Jorge, okay? 
What you're seeing there is is a perfect example of why we believe that we're here for the Great Tribulation, okay? Because what happens during the time of the Great Tribulation is the mark of the beast is set up during that time. We know that from Revelation 13. All right, so what John is seeing, he is just mentioning that in this group of people, he sees people who refused to take the mark of the beast, and they were killed because of it. And they were also uh, beheaded because of their witness for Jesus. So it's it's people who um, are witnesses of Jesus, okay, and it's people who refuse the mark. So you have to be here during the time when the mark is implemented in order to refuse the mark and be killed for it, okay? So this right. is one of those clues that John's telling us. The next verse where you talked about where it says, but the rest of the dead did not live again until the thousand years were finished. It's not saying that that's the first resurrection. It's referring the first resurrection to those who lost their heads for their witness to Jesus Christ. They're in the first resurrection. The second resurrection will not happen until the thousand years is over. So the people who are dead there... Those are not people who are saved. Those people that it says that the dead lived not again, these are the people who were not saved. So they remain dead until the thousand years are over, and then they're resurrected for the great white throne of judgment. I'm going to show you why we know that, okay? The very next verse, if you look at the next verse, verse 6, it says, Blessed and holy is he that have part of the first resurrection. On such the second death had no power, but they will be priests of God and of Christ and shall reign with Him for a thousand years. So we're going to reign with Christ for a thousand years because we're part of the first resurrection. So when we see the resurrection of the dead, you look, you have to look at all the scriptures when you look at scripture about uh, the resurrection. And one of the keys to this is Revelation chapter 11 when it talks about the seventh trumpet. It says, Now has come the time for the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and His Christ, and it has come time for you to judge the dead and to reward your prophets and your saints. And so the people that are judged at that moment that are not given their reward, okay, which our reward is going to be with Christ in heaven, we're going to be serving with Him for a thousand years, but the other dead are judged at that moment, and they, they stay dead until the thousand years are over. And the way we know... Oh, those is, are lost people. Okay. And, and so the way we know is it says if you're part of the first resurrection, you, the second death has no power over you. Okay, so we got to understand what the second death is. So if you keep going down at the end of the chapter, you see that mm-hmm. at, after the thousand years are ended, it says, And I saw a great white throne in him that sat upon it, from whose face the earth and the heavens fled away, and there was found no place in them. And I saw the dead. So these are the people who were not part of the first resurrection. Small and great, stand before God, and the books were opened. It says that these people are judged at that moment, and that they are cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. So we're not going to be subject to that second death. Thank you for your call, Jorge. Uh, Stay on hold. We'd love to get your email. I'd like to give you free access to End of the Age Plus. We have hours of content that help explain just like Doug did there. So stay on hold. We'll get that to you. We'll be right back after this break. I've been part of the End Time family from the beginning over 30 years ago when my parents, Irvin and Judy Baxter, began ministry from the recliner in our living room. 
My name is Jana Robbins. I have the pleasure of connecting with our incredible partners every day. Endtime is a small nonprofit that runs a high-traffic website, a daily TV and radio show, the Prophecy College in Jerusalem, and more. Although we have less than 30 team members, we are able to serve tens of millions of people each month. We survive on the goodness of God and donations averaging about $50. If everyone hearing this message gave $22, our financial needs would be met for the year. If you only give to one cause per month, please consider partnering with Endtime to help get the message of our soon-coming King out to the world. Call us at 1-800-ENDTIME to give today or go to endtime.com to become a monthly or one-time partner. Welcome back to End of the Age. We have open lines at 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. We'd love for you to join us on the show today. One more time, I want to remind you that Dave will be in Kingsport, Tennessee. Him and Jana will be there tomorrow at 6 p.m. He'll be talking about the Antichrist Socialistic Kingdom. And then on Sunday at 11 a.m., he'll actually be giving a brief prophecy update and then preaching about... Uh, the day of Pentecost, which is what Sunday is. So be uh, preaching about uh, the Holy Spirit. So it's going to be a session you don't normally get to hear from him, but you definitely want to uh, make plans to join in Kingsport, Tennessee. You can learn more at endtime.com slash events or by giving us a call at 800 Endtime. All right, let's get right back to the phones. OC in Tennessee, welcome to End of the Age. Hello, uh, Doug and Vince. I have a question about Matthew 24, verse 14. Okay. And my question is, is when it says preach to all the world, does it mean the whole world like is shown in Luke 2, 1, or does it mean the whole world like in John 3, 16? I believe that that scripture right there means that it's going to be preached into the whole world. Like that's, everybody's going to have the opportunity, chance, uh, time and chance okay. happen for every man. Okay, so, um, for example, in Colossians 1.23, it says, This gospel that you heard and that has been proclaimed to every creature under heaven, and of which I, Paul, have become a servant. Um, what do you think? It, does that mean that this has already happened in some way? Uh, I believe that this particular, what Jesus is talking about here, is, is going to be a future event. If it hasn't, if it hasn't happened at this point, there there is something that happened that I've wondered in in my own mind. I'm not going to talk about it. I'm just going to tell you in my own mind something has happened that I wonder if this hasn't been fulfilled because of that. And it was recent that that it happened. But okay. but here's what you're not going to tell the rest of I, the world. You know, I don't I don't know if the rest of the world would. Well, it's just OC. It's not you know. Right, right. Just talk. <laughs> then, he, he won't tell anybody. Listen, here's here's the thing, and and uh, I'm saying this purely from my own thoughts. Okay, there have been times when the gospel has been presented in the UN. Okay, not yes. but by particular people. There's a pastor that's employed at the UN right now, where the gospel is being taught. Well, what happens at the UN? All the nations come together. 
world leaders come together and they hear these things. So I've wondered in my mind before if that is not a way that God is going to fulfill that. But because we live in a time of technology the way we live in it right now, we know that this is going to be possible. And and one of the incredible things that's happening right now, it's something that, uh, and you know, you can take this with a grain of salt, but right now one of the things that's happening is Starlink is being put up in places where people would not, ordinarily have internet it's going to be internet is going to be available in uh very uh rural locations in places where they've never had internet before because of starlink because of that i believe that that is going to give us the ability to teach the gospel over the airways where people that could never hear it before might be receiving it now just in our daily program we're reaching people all around the world we get people that come in on our facebook chat and say where they're listening from. So we're already able to do that because of the Internet. And I wonder also if that can't be a way that that's going to be fulfilled. Uh, but I, I do believe that it's something that's getting ready to happen very soon. So so when you think, in, in, for example, in Romans chapter 1, verse 8, it says, I thank God through Jesus Christ that all of you have had the faith spoken to us. We're losing you, OC. We can't. I think we, you're in a tunnel or something. I'm not exactly sure, but we can't hear you. So sorry about that. Uh, do you want to comment back to that, Doug? Or I, I don't know exactly what he was alluding to All there right. from Romans, but all right. Thank you for your call, OC. We appreciate it very much. Now, Doug, when we say that, the whole world. Yeah. What do you say when somebody says, "Oh, what about the North Sentinel Island Islands? That's that island in India that's never been reached before." Yeah, well, I, I, like I said before, I don't know exactly how God is going to do that, but it's in His Word, and I do believe that we are beginning to have technology where that is going to be available to people, uh, where we can get that gospel there. But the, the thing is, is that it's going to have to be the true gospel of Jesus Christ, and, yeah. and that's the bottom line there. So uh, there's a lot of people teaching a lot of things out there, uh, it will have to be the true gospel of Jesus Christ. And so, um, you know, God can make that happen. We'll just have to kind of wait and see how it's going to happen. But I, I do believe technology could have a role in that. You mentioned two really uh, cool things there, Doug, at least to me. One, you mentioned the UN thing. Mm-hmm. Yes, there is a pastor there who actually has taught end-time Bible study. Yeah. Understand the end-time salvation package. People have been baptized through this study. These are world leaders that are attending, and it's ongoing. Yeah. End Time Ministries is in the United Nations um, by proxy there. So that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm sure there's more things going on that doesn't involve end time materials as well, yeah. um, but we do know about that. And then also um, you talked about what's going on in your head, and that might be a good end of the Age Plus show. <laughs> in Doug's head. In Doug's head. There a weekly go. show. And people might not want to get in Doug's head. Well, we may want to do a survey and see what people think. <laughs> All right, let's go to Stacy in Oklahoma. Stacy, welcome to End of the Age. Hi. Hi. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so I have a question. Uh, what possible scenarios does End Time, I don't know, maybe you've um, thought about this, but what possible uh, scenarios do you see that could happen that would cause Germany, Britain, and all of Europe, really, to align itself with Russia? 
given the like the scripture teaches in Revelation 13, given the current circumstances where they're kind of at odds with everyone? Well, I would think Ukraine. I would think that it would probably be a, a regime change there uh, within Russia. You know, right now uh, President Putin is, is kind of pushing back against the world government and the things that are going on in the Ukraine. Uh, even uh, our president, our current president right now, has said there needs to be a regime change there. Uh, we could see something like that happen. Putin is getting older. Uh, I read stories today, don't know if they're true or not, but I read stories today that he's been uh, diagnosed with cancer and he's been going through some cancer treatments and that there was also an assassination attempt on his life uh, in April. I don't know, like I said, if that's true or not. I just know what I read in the news. Nowadays, it's, it's, you kind of take things you know, with a grain of salt when you're reading things in certain news agencies. But those stories are out there. Uh, I think that's what it would take. It would take somebody who is more globally minded than Putin uh, right now to help that to come to pass. Oh, okay. Well, I never thought about that. That's probably a good scenario. All right. Okay. Well, thank well, you, Stacy. All right. God bless. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's go to John in Oklahoma. John, welcome to End of the Age. I think we've John. lost John. Let's try Mike in Texas. Mike, welcome to End of the Age. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Good afternoon. My comment is just mainly a plug. Uh, Last summer I bought the uh, Revelation Unveiling of Jesus Christ, the two-volume set when y'all had it on half price. So I nabbed it up. Hmm. And I'm telling you, I've been obsessed with that. And uh, it's really the only thing I watch, and I've watched it many times. And you kind of have to. With all the information the Baxter gives out, you yeah. you miss things, so you have to, to revisit it over and over to get a real understanding of it. But uh, to, to address, I, I think a couple of the callers have talked about the tribulation and the uh, wrath of God versus the wrath of Satan and all that. Brother Baxter does bring out that the vials aren't poured out upon the whole world. It, on a, a couple of them are specifically only on those that have received the mark and have uh, worshipped the beast and, and uh, you know, just them. So, and he also brings out in there that the people of God are going to be similar to, to the children of Israel in Egypt when the plagues were being poured out. Yeah. And that we won't be affected by them. We'll be here, but we won't be affected by them. And yeah. I just wanted to bring out that and how just awesome that uh, DVD set is. If, if you can afford it, it is worth every dime. And I want to pay Brother Doug a, a huge compliment that you make the a horrible Pope. <laughs> Thank you. You recognize me in that, huh? That is Brother Doug in that Yeah, it was me. It was one of those last-minute things, and they, they know... They knew then that I did not like doing stuff like that. You weren't doing the show then. I, no, I wasn't doing the show back then. I, I just no got, one knew your face then. No, and I got pulled into that just at, on a whim because the person that was supposed to do it couldn't make it that day, and, uh, and and so they pulled me in on that. So thank you for that plug. I appreciate that. I'm glad yeah, I don't make a good pope. <laughs> 
Well, I appreciate all you guys uh, do, and it's really, really awesome. Everything you do. I also have the uh, the other, the one they usually teach at churches. You know, with the curriculum. Understand the end time. Yeah. Yeah, understanding the end time. I have that one also, but I I, I really get into the uh, the two volume set way more, just because it's so packed with with uh, information. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you, Mike. Thanks, Mike. You know, Mike brings up a great point, Vince. Uh, you know, when you study the vials out, and we, we have that DVD as well, the seven vials. But when you study that out, you do, you see that the, the first vial is poured out on those who have the mark of the beast. So the people who have taken the mark of the beast, that vial is specifically poured out on those people. And then also, a lot of these things that are happening in those vials they kind of correlate with the things that Moses did in those plagues of Egypt. And like Brother Baxter says in those videos that, uh, you know, the just like the Hebrew children were protected during those plagues, God's people will be protected as well. And it also makes me wonder sometimes when I'm looking at that scripture, if it's not the two witnesses that are pouring these vials out. Because the Bible says those two will do the things like turn water to blood, stop the rain, uh, things like that. And, and that's some of the things that are listed there in the vials. So could they actually be the ones that are putting these plagues on the kingdom of the Antichrist and uh, the people who follow the mark of the beast? And so uh, interesting point that he brings up. But yes, the Revelation commentary is like... Uh, primo. I mean, that is like the best thing ever, and it's uh, such a great tool for learning. And I've taught it at, at my home church uh, as well as understanding the end time. So, how long did you wear the robe? I don't even know. It was, was hard to get. You know, like we were talking about, people go to the Vatican; they don't want to get those robes off. <laughs> no, it was real easy for me to tear that thing <laughs> off. <laughs> well, you know, and Mike also mentioned uh, that he bought the DVDs last year. I do want to make sure you all are aware. It is available on DVD. Understand the end times available on DVD, and so is the seven vials that Doug just mentioned. However, all these are also available on End of the Age Plus, so you can stream them on demand 24-7. You can binge watch every one of them tonight if you would like. Go to watch.endtime.com, and you can see it right there on the browse page. If you're not already a subscriber, you can get a 14-day trial for totally free. And if you become a subscriber, that helps us out a lot. It's only $12.99 a month, I believe. And so go and do that. Watch.endtime.com. See if you can find the clip where Doug is the Pope. That would be a fun little thing to do, Doug. Also, don't forget that your donations are going to be doubled this month. So your $50 donation can turn into $100 because of generous partners. Go to endtime.com slash 2x. This has been End of the Age, brought to you by the faithful partners of End Time Ministries. If you're not currently a partner with End Time Ministries, or if you would like more information, we invite you to call us at 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-363-8463, or visit us online at endtime.com.